I was just getting my knee in gear. All right. The good one or the bad one? Yeah. <laughs> the bad one. <laughs> well, it's not the bad one now. It's the fixed one. Ah, oh, there you now go. Now the, the other one. one has officially become the bad one. Uh-huh. This one is the repaired one. The repaired the fixed one. one. Okay. Yeah. It just gets stiff. It, it gets really stiff in the morning. And according to my PT people, that can last for a good long while. So every time I do a really big cat stretch, it feels so good. And then I stand up and I'm like, ah, fuck. (laughs) Welcome back to The Watch List with Patty and Bill. Make sure you hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. That is first and foremost. The second thing is, if you want to catch up on all of our back episodes and get synopses and information about the movies and TV shows that we talk about, go to thewatchlistpod.com. Uh, you can also contact us on social media by going to at symbol Pirate Alice, that's Patty, at symbol Bill Ivory Larson, moi, or at symbol The Watchlist Pod, both. Yes. And if you just happen to listen to us on Apple, pretty please with sugar on top, give us a five-star review. And I say that with a big breath because I want money. <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh, <laughs> damn. Uh, shout out to Terry and her boyfriend, Matt. Uh, they are in Ireland right now. Ooh, fancy people. Fancy schmancy people. I love Ireland. We have really good luck traveling to countries that begin with a vowel. <laughs> And and I I don't know why, and I'm not throwing shade to anybody, you know, that has a, a consonant in their in their at the beginning of their country, but oh my God, Ireland and Iceland, two of the best places we have ever visited, amazing. So shout out to Terry and Matt, come home safe. Can't wait to hear all about the trip. I had to say, Italy was a nice place too. Was it? Yeah. Uh it's on the list. And Antigua was pretty nice. Mm-hmm. That starts at the vowel. Um, yep. Those are the only vowel countries that I've gone to. Technically, United Kingdom. I have not gone there. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. It's I need amazing. to. That's like the Ireland and all of the UK is on my list because that's the land yeah. of my people. Even though. It's actually some of the land of my people, too. At least half my people. Pretty much all my people. Even though my last name is Lee, one would think Asia would be a land of my people. It is not. No. She's as European as you get. Anyway, moving on. So how many things do you have? I have three things. Okay, I have two things. All right, so why don't you kick us off? I will start. So Dwight loves the prank things. Prank videos, prank shows. He loves these. Does he really? He does, and I do not like them. Okay. I do not. A lot of them are just mean-spirited, I feel. But the show that he found on Hulu, which I think also maybe airs on ABC, it's called The Prank Panel. Oh, yeah. I saw the promo for that with Gabourey Sibide, right? Uh Uh-huh. And Eric Andre and Johnny Knoxville. Uh, People come and ask them to pull pranks on friends, family members, whatever. And the three of them decide if this person's, like, concept is worthy of a prank or if the person being pranked is 
worthy of being pranked and that kind of thing. And they put together these like elaborate things that actually are just funny. I I laughed out loud, even though I hate this prank shit. None of it's particularly dangerous, which a lot of those videos seem crazy as dangerous. Mm. And none of it's mean-spirited. It's just, it was just funny. There was one mom who wanted to prank her son. And he is terrified of clowns. <laughs> so she thought it'd be funny to, uh, I don't know, have some clowns show up. But it ended up, they turned the tables where the son ended up pranking the mom. Mom thought it was a prank on her son, but it turned out to be a prank on mom. Because oh. sometimes they do that too, where the prank E is not worthy of being pranked, but the pranker totally needs this prank. But they do turn down some that were, it's like, that just doesn't sound like a reason to prank anybody. Like mean kind of or whatever. A little mean or where the person just wants to prank someone, but they haven't come up with even like a basic idea and they want the panel to do all the hard work. They're like, these, they're like, no. You you need so to come up a little more. So basically, this is shark prank. It is. It yes, exactly. It is shark prank. Shark prank. Yeah. You pitch the prank, they buy the prank, they put on the prank. Yes. Okay. That is it exactly. And then after the prank's over, they bring the peop- the pranker and pranky out, and they discuss like uh, they discuss a little bit of it. It's a really short discussion. But they discuss it. And uh, Gabrielle Sibide, <laughs> she like has... the end of People's Court back in the day, but yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe they sit on couches like a talk show, but Gabrielle Sibide, there's been a few where she's like, I don't want none of this. I am not going to be a part of this at all. This is all you guys. I Either she didn't think it was going to be a good prank, or um, there was one of them was like a girl who's very like woo-woo into Ouija boards and ghosts and shit, and she's like, I don't want to anger the spirits going after this girl no so so how many episodes did you watch i watched uh dwight's i think it's been maybe three or four episodes that i've seen And you watched them on hulu you said we watched them through hulu yeah okay and their show is on abc i think it's on abc as well as hulu according to uh wikipedia there's only three episodes so far that could be right. I feel I I feel like there's so many more though. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like there's so many more. No, it there's only 3 that have been out. It started on May 24th and then on the 23rd, so tomorrow the next one will show up. There's only 6 so far in one season. I feel I thought this was had been on forever. So apparently there are 3 episodes and I've seen all 3 of them. Okay. And it's funny because a lot of the people being pranked, when Johnny Knoxville comes out, they recognize him immediately and they're like, oh, they're like, oh I know what's going on. If Dwight were to prank me and Johnny Knoxville came out, I'd have no idea who the fuck he was. I'd be like, who the hell's that guy? Even wow. though I've watched three episodes of this and nobody looks like now, no, I wouldn't recognize him. Okay. Then I pray that you never get pranked. I think Dwight knows better. Yeah. Oh, you hear yeah. that, Dwight? I don't go yeah. for that kind of shit so well. Yeah, I hear mm-hmm. it. Okay. Prank panel, Hulu and ABC. So 
I don't know why, but lately I've been, as I've just been flipping channels, something catches my eye. And have you heard of this thing called Barbenheimer? Yes, the, I have heard the, of this. Where the people who are going to see Barbie are also going to see Oppenheimer this yes. weekend There's as a, a double feature. <clears throat> yes. As a and planned are, double feature. The New York Times even tells you, like, <clears throat> has a, a little blurb in their daily newsletter um, about the Barbenheimer and the better the better order to put them in. See, I would rather get Oppenheimer out of the way because that's some heavy real shit. And that's exactly what the New York Times suggested. And then watch Barbie as the as the unicorn chaser mm -hmm. because it's fantastical and all that other sort of yeah, stuff. And well, there's some people who said they were going to start Oppenheimer with their their coffee and finish with Barbie and a Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so. But in keeping with that, there is a whole ton of shit that's Barbie out there now. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I think this movie is going... Uh, we are recording this show on a Saturday. So they don't release box office uh, until Sunday afternoon for the weekend. I am going to predict that Barbie is going to make $70 million. Hmm. Now, that's my prediction. I am making it pure. I don't know anything. I haven't checked dailies at all. That's what I'm predicting. I, I think it is going to be huge. And because of this Barbenheimer thing, I think that Oppenheimer... But Oppenheimer is an hour longer than Barbie. So I'm Ugh. going to predict it's going to make like 50. Huge hits, both. But in keeping with that, I watched Barbie Dreamhouse Challenge on HGTV. Oh. And it's hosted by supermodel, designer, author, entrepreneur. Everybody's a fucking entrepreneur now. Can I make millions of dollars just by being an entrepreneur? Um, generically well you're kind of a freelance voiceover artist so one would consider you also an, I entrepreneur, guess I'm an entrepreneur because I, you've I got your own little business going on i guess i guess uh, but i'm not hosting barbie's fucking dream house challenge i wish i were but anyway it's hosted by ashley graham and it features eight teams of hgtv superstars and one food network chef which i don't understand how that happened like oh we only have seven we need an eighth so let's pluck one from another show um as they transform a southern california home into a real life barbie dream house i gotta tell you it was fun to watch to see actual designers turn a house into an actual real life working dream house and I, and I only watched the one episode, so I haven't seen past that. But one couple did a living room entryway, and the other team did the kitchen and, okay. like, a family room. Okay. I'll tell you what. It was dope. Do they have the, hard plastic furniture or inflatable furniture? They did a plastic <laughs> overlay of the stairs that made the stairs look like they were plastic. Wow. And then they did this acrylic little, because they also had to incorporate a, a toy aspect to it. Right, right. So the toy in the living room was a plastic elevator. 
which was yes. acrylic. Yes, Barbie Dreamhouse had a plastic elevator. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then in the kitchen, the toaster and like the blender rose up from the island. <laughs> nice. Nice. It's it's it I got to say, uh, for something I thought was going to be completely cheesy, mm-hmm. and yes, there is a certain amount of cheese to it, it was fun to watch. So if you, are, if you really just want to check your brain at the door, mm-hmm. and you want to get yourself ready to go see Barbie or do the double feature of Barbenheimer, watch Barbie's Dreamhouse Challenge. Because if nothing else, and, the, and then the whole thing, I think, is that eventually people are going to... Um, so the winning team will have a donation to a charity made in their honor, and one passionate Barbie fan will win a once-in-a-lifetime sleepover staycation in a completed house. <laughs> nice, nice. If you want to talk cheesy Barbie, there's a, without naming names, because we'll never get money from them, there's a local Chicago furniture chain, family-owned, okay. okay. and the Sons of the original owner used to do commercials. Now the daughters of the sons are doing their commercials. And they have done a Barbie commercial talking about the furniture. Where have all you of, really? Yes. Or have they really? Where all the girls have like stiff arms and flat hands as yep. they talk to each other like Barbie does unbendable arms. And they're in this very pink room talking about furniture and why can't it be more comfortable or some shit and i just have to say i really hate them i hate them a lot (laughs) their commercials are all really stupid well whenever and and i'm again i'm not throwing shade this is an observation Uh whenever a local business whether it's a car furniture some type of service organization when the owners and the workers of those organizations do their own commercial, sometimes at the least they look kind of just wooden and stoic, but in some ki- in some cases it just looks bad, cheesy, funny, but in the wrong way kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I know that. But they're capitalizing off of this whole Barbie sensation. Yes, they are. Or at least so attempting. in that they're smart. Yeah, well, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see Barbie. That may be reviewed for next week. We'll see. I'm, I want to kind of want to try and see it. John Oliver's last, this past season of John Oliver, he had brought up a local commercial, a local business that does commercials, and they are like epic movie trailers, but about the business, which is like plumbing toilets and stuff. And they are fucking hysterical. And he gave them a concept for a commercial and was going to give them a small budget to make it or whatever. And I think the last episode of John Oliver has that commercial. It's They did a commercial to Magnolia, which is like the most ridiculous movie to try and tie into plumbing and clogged toilets and, and shit. But holy cow, that was amazing, that commercial that they did. So that's definitely something to look up, and yeah, I'm gonna try and find it and put it on the website because that that okay. business has some funny ass commercials. 
He always uh, finds weird shit. John Oliver does. So anyway, moving yes. on. All right. So moving on. Barbie's Dreamhouse Challenge. HTTV. It's fun. Cool. Okay. The next show I have is a series from... It's actually from 2016. It's a series that was made for Vicky, but it's a U.S.-based series, interestingly enough. It's called Drama World, and it stars Liv Hewson, who was in... <clears throat> she's an Australian actress. She was in Santa Clarita Diet as, one, as the daughter of uh, Drew Barrymore. And she was also in Yellow Jackets. She played the teenage Vanessa Palmer in Yellow Jackets. Yeah. I thought you saw Yellow Jackets. I did. I, okay. But we remember we didn't go on with it because I didn't want to see people <gasps> fucking eat other people and Correct. have it be just weird, depressing gotcha. shit. Gotcha. Gotcha. And yes, sorry, Suzanne. Shout out to Suzanne <laughs> and to everybody who loves fucking Yellow Jackets and thinks it's great. It's it, okay. I give you all of that. If that's your jam, that's great. Just not mine. Okay. So Drama World is uh, set in Los Angeles as well as Seoul, South Korea. There's like uh, the first season is very short. Is pretty short, and the episodes are only like twenty five minutes long tops and so the our main girl claire she's a geeky college student um in her 20s she's working at her dad's sandwich shop and she feels that her life like she's not the main character in her life so she escapes by watching like just being totally sucked into korean dramas and one day she gets sucked into drama world which is the world of korean dramas where something's been going wrong and the romances aren't working out and so they have these people in the background that like kind of nudge the characters in drama world into the the right path to have the show end at the happy note that they always do and she is like so excited to be in drama world now because this is this is her thing this is her jam where she sh where she should shine the best but she starts uh kind of doing more than she's supposed to for this job and then you've got the evil guy because it's very soapy the, the these shows are very soapy in general and all of the tropes of k-drama are in this drama world and it is hysterical and it is mostly english with just a few characters uh, speaking Korean, because this is a, a an LA series made for for Vicky. Blah, blah, blah. There are two seasons of this, which I didn't realize, and you could watch it on Freevee with ads. Okay. This is just a good, funny, silly thing, and the episodes are so short you'll go through it like fast because they're not very long at all. Okay. What's it called again? It is called Drama World. You can find it on Freevee. I've got to check out this Freevee. Yeah, I haven't watched much on there, but I've found a couple of things. I'm like, wow. Freevee has all kinds of shit on it. It's not just like Korean shows, which just seems to be where I've found Korean shows lately. Uh, but okay. yeah, they've got all kinds of stuff and movies. It's a little bit I would say it's a little bit older stuff. 
I don't know if they have any brand new things. Didn't they have, doesn't Freebie have that courtroom thing that you were watching? It might. It might. The jury it, that or might something be one of the outlet. Uh, jury duty. Jury duty. That's what it's called. Yeah. I think that's it on says, Freebie. Amazon Freebie is an American ad supported video on demand streaming services owned by Amazon oh. with original and licensed programming. That's why Amazon keeps pushing everything freebie. There you go. Oh, that makes sense to me now. And you're welcome. Thank you so much. (laughs) So the next thing I have is big. Big, big, big. Big, big. big. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Oh. Holy shit is this movie good. Okay. The basic plot and I'm talking basic, is that there is an AI out there. So this movie is timely as fuck right now. An AI that can rewrite the world and make you believe anything, see anything, and all of that. Well, the key to undoing this now uh, supposedly sentient or quick learning and, and reacting AI was lost at the bottom of the ocean. So Ethan Hunt's mission, because he chose to accept it, is to find the key to get to this thing to undo this AI. Now, this movie is two hours and 43 minutes long, and it's part one. And you've been seeing all of these commercials with him jumping off of a cliff on the motorcycle and all of that, because the Mission Impossible movies have been about his stunts as well. But I'll tell you what, this adventure is fucking amazing. I thought Mission Impossible Fallout was good. This, it, it, because this movie takes its time. There are a couple of chase scenes that last a little too long. But other than that, please go see this. And it's worth it to going to see it on a big ass screen. It really, really, really is. Um, if I haven't seen the more recent-ish Mission Impossibles, like if I've only seen the first two, maybe. Okay. Will I enjoy this one? Do I need to know any backstory of our team of Mission Impossible people? Good and valid question. Um, so the thing is, there are things that have popped up in the most recent Mission Impossible movies. Like, since, well, actually, no. Since, yeah, since four, Mm -hmm. there have been Easter eggs going back to the other Mission Impossible movies, but only as a way to explain how and why Ethan Hunt can do something. Okay. So you do not need to see those to see this. Okay. That is the short answer to your question. Okay. However, if you call bullshit on something that he's doing, like climbing or something like that, you will understand that that was established in an earlier Mission Impossible. Okay. All right. Okay. Other than that, you can go and see this free and clear of any of the other ones. But one of the things that I truly like, and I've been doing a Mission Impossible marathon Mm -hmm. of all of the Mission Impossible movies, is that he goes from a very bright-eyed young agent to now a world-weary, like, agent still saving the world because he still believes in the mission. 
And it's to Tom Cruise's credit that he can portray that. I don't know if that's a conscious thing that he's portraying it or if or it it's just that he's 61 running around and doing all this shit, which is fucking incredible to begin with. It's got to be the Thetans. It's got to be the what? The Thetans. Oh, the th- <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, slam on Scientology. Uh-oh, anyway. they're coming after me. I know they are. But it, it is truly an incredible movie. Even Laura said she likes this one the best out of all of them. It's, it's, it's just an awesome movie made for movie theaters. So that is Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1. And just in case you were wondering, barring complete setbacks from the strikes that are going on right now, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 2 will come out summer of next year, 2024. Okay. Okay, that's the last thing I got. Well, speaking of the strikes and things not being available, like U.S. content, there's a show I found on Netflix. Uh Uh-huh. Did you like Desperate Housewives? Did you watch Desperate Housewives? Oh, the first season of Desperate Housewives was awesome. It was great. Then it started getting weird and shit, but yeah. (laughs) Are you into like some of those CW-type soapy shows like that? Fuck no. Um, Absolutely not. Well. And I I say that, no, that's not necessarily true. There was a time that we were watching the remake of Dynasty. Ah, there you go. Dynasty with the uber-rich people. With the, oh my God, that was just, it was good then. It was great then. And it was good, you know, the reboot in the early 2000s or like 2010s or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, eh. Okay. We'll say for the sake of your example, Sure. Well, then, do I have a show for you? No. Yes. This has an English dub track. It's called Celebrity. It's a Korean drama about a girl who gets into that whole social media influencer world. Like, she started out, like, not interested. She didn't even have an account on any of the social media. Okay. One of her co-workers was talking about this big drama going on online about these influencers fighting and revealing all this hidden fakeness. What fakeness and social media influencers? I, How dare that? And how this girl falls into it. And she was went to high school with one of the influencers who's like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe what you're doing. Come join us at this big soiree. And she becomes super uber famous. But then, of course, all these jealousies and the uber rich and how can this girl from nowhere who was selling like Mary Kay kind of products, how dare she become so uber famous and have some rich guy interested in her and all the cattiness like you get on Desperate Housewives and all of those other shows. This is... I... That kind of shit usually does not appeal to me. I, I've really never been into that kind of stuff. I've like watched a little bit of Desperate Housewives, but then I was like, okay, I'm kind of bored with this. This one had me totally sucked in. Huh. Totally sucked in. There were some moments where I was like, uh, where like, can you all just move on and be adults and quit being so junior high with your fights and, and trying to ruin the other person? But I stuck with it, and it's it's really, really fun. Really fun. Well, 
I, I do have to say, and I will defend Desperate Housewives to this, they weren't trying to be catty with each other. No, they weren't. Uh, you know, they were trying to solve the mystery of their fifth friend's death. Yes, that first season, yes. But I think later on it started to get catty. Okay. I can't speak to those seasons because I dropped off, I think, after season two, maybe three. I don't know. When uh, Captain Jack Harkness was on there, I tried to watch some to see him. John Barrowman. There. It took me a while to remember yeah. his real name. When he yeah. was on there, I, t- I tried to watch to see him because I like him as an actor. But, yeah, it was too catty, soapy, kind of. I'm like, yeah, no. sorry, John. I cannot, cannot well, watch it, this show. Yeah. That was after the season one, which was, yes, solving a mystery. Definitely good. Yeah, season one was great. Um, so, all right, so you like this. Where is it? This is on Netflix. It's called Celebrity. And it's the all the episodes are available. They're about an hour apiece. Uh, there are a total... Oh, some are like half an hour and some of them are a full hour is what it says here, which, okay. Right. I, you know, it seemed to move really fast. So yeah. I assumed that they were all an hour and they just were so packed with shit. There are 12 total episodes. While we are on the subject, as we usually are, of Korean stuff, <laughs> did you ever see this movie about a serial killer who is after a blind woman? A blind woman? I saw one about... A serial killer after a deaf woman. Or deaf woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deaf oh, woman. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she observed... Okay. That looked interesting. But what, s- tell me the whole thing of what you saw, just to make sure it's... That, that, I, I feel like that's I, the same It was thing. just a synopsis that I saw. Okay, okay. A, a deaf woman observes him killing somebody, I guess. Yes. Okay, yes. And then he's after her, but she's deaf. Right. So right. she can't necessarily hear him coming. Yes, she doesn't that know that he's coming up behind her or that he's hidden in the backseat of the car. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> was that yes. good? It was really good. It was okay. really good. I wish I remembered right. the name of it. I found it through Amazon Prime. Ah. And the reason that I say this is that, you know, if you guys have been living under a rock, you know that the writer's strike and the actor's strikes are still going on. I've got to say that if you delve into... There are a couple of... Well, all right. Um, <laughs> I firmly believe in the actor strike. I believe in I all fully the strikes, su- yeah. I, I fully support them because I think for decades, the movie industry has hidden the real profits of everything. Yes. They do creative math to tell an actor, well, we didn't actually technically make money on this movie. When an actor is, des- you know, is deserved of points on the back end and deserves to be paid, they don't get paid because through some financial wizardry, uh, they say, well, we didn't make any money, so we can't pay you anymore, which is bullshit. Mm-hmm. So I absolutely agree with the strike. But I think what's going to happen is if this goes on long enough, which given how much the actor, oh, my God. Yeah. The ridiculousness of what Hollywood is doing, mm-hmm. this is going to drag on for a little while. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You may have to dig deeper into your Netflix accounts, people. Into all the accounts. Into all of your accounts. And that's why I'm glad we're here. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said at the at the top of the show, go through our website. Go to thewatchlistpod.com 
especially if we start getting to the point where there's no new shit. Yeah, yeah. Go back and look at old shit because old shit is new to you. Yeah. And and that's the important thing. We'll have to go back to like the early, early shows mm. because I wasn't fully filling in everything and putting the trailers on the early, early stuff. I don't think that matters well, if, so much. If we need to, we might. Like, it might help yeah. people if I, if we go back a Maybe. Bit, a bit. Maybe. But <laughs> as long as it's listed there, then at least people can go and say, oh, well, Patty like, excuse me, Patty like this or Bill like this. Let me Google it and see what it's about. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. So that's the reason I bring that up. This is going to be a while. Yeah, it's going to be a while. Because what actors are looking for is is serious and what studios are not willing to do is fucked up. So yeah. they're asking for reasonable things too, from what I've seen. Yeah. I the I saw uh something online. It was one of the actors from Reservation Dogs. Their residual check they showed like the stub was like thirty cents. Hmm. For the streaming well, I For reservation draw exactly. Well, reservation dogs. I don't think was that on regular TV, or no. just streaming. It was just a streaming. Wait, no, that might be on FX. Maybe. I think it's on FX and okay. it streams on Hulu. Okay, so they've been this actor. I don't know which one it is. Like totally getting fucked over with residuals because yeah. normally those are are decent. And then somebody and streaming residuals. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. And then yeah. somebody had asked, um, well, what about this other thing you were on? And they're like, oh, yes, I was also on this other big thing. And that residual check was all of $35. Yeah. Yeah, studios are fucking people, especially with streaming residuals. That's a, that's, a, yeah. that's a huge portion of this Yeah, strike. they're fucking over the, the younger and lesser known actors that aren't like big popular Meryl Streep type actors. And that's what this is about. It's that really protecting totally the 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 not so rich, not so well known actor. Yeah. Because a, a streaming series can have a huge hit, like like Reservation Dogs, or you know, let's even call it the the Bear, or just some other show, and then cry poor and say, "Here's your couple of dollar check." Yeah. When yeah. these are huge, massive revenue generators for these mm -hmm. streaming outlets. Yeah, and all I could say is that I really hope that these streaming outlets, Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime, aren't fucking over the Korean producers, actors, all those folks. I have a feeling that those are buyouts. Mm, uh, there are a, a few articles about it, and or they are working agreement. with, um, like, well, not Netflix in particular is working with the production companies and networks in Korea. Like they are giving money for the production of these shows. So it's not like they've bought a show that's already existing. Like a right. a like Celebrity is a Netflix um a, it's a co-venture. Yeah, a co-venture between some other network which I I don't remember the name of which one it was. But they're working together with the producers and that together to create right. this show and it's airing in Korea as well as on Netflix. Right. Well, they did the same thing a lot. Well, now and they did that with squid game too, as well. It's that kind of joint venture together to create the content. So it's not like they bought a show that was already made. 
Okay. And well, every, they did the same thing with Titanic instances, back yeah. in the day. Mm-hmm. Paramount and 20th Century Fox right. both put in $100 million to make Titanic. And so here in the United States, or North America, Titanic was released by Paramount Pictures. Mm-hmm. And overseas, it was released by 20th Century Fox. Okay. So that's how the studios made back their individual investment. Yeah. Well, for, for this, for Netflix and I think uh, Amazon Prime... I'm just because they're creating it in South Korea, they don't necessarily have to follow U.S. employment nope. laws. So that's nope. why I'm like hoping they aren't taking advantage of the fact that it's not being made in Hollywood to fuck over people. Because these are talented people who deserve the same pay as anybody else who is uber talented. But just because they're in South Korea, I hope they better not be because that'll piss me off. Well, they deserve the same type and percentage of pay if those things are streamed in America. Exactly. From the American streamer. Yeah. I don't know what the streaming rights are in, say, Korea or Spain or. Yeah, or wherever else. Wherever else. Yeah. Right. But if you stream here, then whatever percentage of that streaming is they should receive appropriate amounts. Yes. But what's going to fuck them is that they're not part of our union. Yes. They may be, Um, but they may not be. And see, here's the fucked up thing about the strike. So actors can work on work if they are not part of the collective bargaining agreement for TV and movies. So... That's why there's this huge push for independent films, because some films can get a waiver from the union to to work and to be in production, because those particular movies or those particular studios don't fall under the strike provisions set forth by the union. So Mark Ruffalo has come out recently to say, hey, you're an actor, you're a rich actor, go work on an independent film right now then. They need us, too, to help bolster themselves, and we can actually do that work. So how this falls out, I have no idea. But given what the union wants and what studios want are so far away from each other right now, it ain't going to be next week, and it's not going to be the week after that, people. And uh, there are some... uh, some movies that were uh, already told they're um, exempt from the strike. Uh, of several movies being made by A24, the studio yep, that A24. did Everything Everywhere yeah. All at Once, they have uh, gotten waivers. They have exemption. Exemption, yeah. yeah. And there's some others. They listed them on some article that I read. but Yeah. Um, they're mainly going after the Disneys. Yeah. They're going after... Yeah, this is. They were all yeah. pretty much independent type of, of yeah. movies that was being exempted well anyway the point is people you pay for a subscription dive into it and and see what else is out there yeah there's tons of stuff on all there's tons of stuff and just because it ain't new doesn't mean it's not new to you yeah so give it a shot and then get on the horn to us through social media or through the website and let us know what you watched what did you find going through your subscription? Fuck it. You pay 10 to $20 a month for this. 
why not go through it and find a little gem that you didn't know about? Yeah. That's what the algorithms are there for, to give you more shit that you want to particular, you know, potentially mm-hmm. watch. Let us know. Go to thewatchlistpod.com, click on the Contact Us button, or hit us up on socials, at symbol Pirate Alice, at symbol Bill Ivory Larson, moi, and at symbol the Watchlist Pod. Let us know what you find. Shit, we'll watch that too. Why yeah, not? shit. Yeah, but I think... This coming week, I want to find a way to see Barbie. Yeah, I want to go see I Barbie. I really do. For okay. shits and giggles, I did do something before we let people go. Oh. So this whole Barbenheimer thing? hmm Just for shits and giggles. And I have to give a final shout-out as well at the end of this podcast, which is actually very serious. We passed our theater on the way, and... I wanted to see how sold out Barbie was. Mm. And except for two seats, one in the very front row, one, and one in the very next row, row two, all the seats were taken. Wow. Same thing with Oppenheimer. Wow. Oh, interesting. And I was like, Were they the same size uh, screens? Like the same theater? Yeah, same number of seats. Roughly. I think Barbie had the biggest theater there. Okay. But they were both sold out at multiple shows. Oh, nice. Okay. Which I found very interesting. Yeah. And I'm wondering if Oppenheimer is loving the fact that fucking Barbie is coming out on the same weekend. Yeah, the Barbenheimer making people do both. Making, making people want people to do, do both. both. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this week we're going to try to see. I would like to try to see Barbie. Me too. Um, we'll see what our schedules do. And I might d- dive deeper into something we've already got. Mm-hmm. And check it out. Okay. We'll see. All right. All right. But that's it. That's what we've got for this week. Sorry it's not so... Well, Patty will chop this shit yep, up. Yep, I'm going to chop it up. There's a lot of fat on this piece of meat yes. that we can yes. we can chop out. This, you know, right now we're recording and we're almost at 56 minutes. This is going to be a 28-minute episode, <laughs> no problem. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, the the last thing I had to say is um, a friend of ours passed away, and his name was David. Hmm. And David was all of 40 years old. He and I used to talk Star Wars a lot. And he was friends with uh, our friend Terry and a whole bunch of people who used to work at Philadelphia Zoo and because of his wife, Caitlin, who who still works there. I want to send a special... rainbow shout out to him because he was just a really good guy and to his to his wife Caitlin um because there are a lot of things about movies that are very very cool and one of the things is that they bring people together and when you find out somebody likes the same shit that you do you have an instant connection there so everybody out there, find that instant connection with people. We need it more than ever. And like I said, a special heavenly shout out to David. So I hope everybody has a very good week. And yeah, we'll see what Barbie is like. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right, people. Have a good week. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Okay, okay bye. bye.